And the Holy Spirit says that we have to submit. And when I submit to the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit can work in my life and work through my life. And then people can see that, hey, this person is anointed by the Lord. And guess what? People will listen to you. Because they'll see the Holy Spirit in your life, the power of God working in my life and working through my life. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's lesson from Raul launches a new series in the book of Acts, and we're glad you've joined us to reflect on God's life-changing power. We'll begin with assurance that when we fully surrender to the Lord, He will fill us with His Holy Spirit and use us mightily in the building of His kingdom. Stay with us for encouragement to seek the Holy Spirit's boldness and wisdom. Here's Raul Reese with today's lesson. Well, this evening, what I want to do is I want to give you a good introduction to the book of Acts. The book of Acts is perfect for each one of us individually. The power of God. Not emotionalism, not to become a fanatic, but to hear how Luke writes this book. And then Peter becoming one of the leaders, and then Paul the apostle getting saved, and Paul becoming one of the great men of God, and writing 14 epistles. The doctrine of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then John the Beloved, writing the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and the book of Revelation. And then James, the stepbrother of Jesus, writes the book of James. And then you have the book of Jude, another stepbrother of Jesus. And so you have this 27 books in the New Testament that bring to us, not only in the four Gospels, the love of Jesus Christ, but then he brings us these books that are written by the Holy Spirit, 27 of them, 39 in the Old Testament, 66 books given to us. And what's the problem today? People don't read the Bible. How can we understand the book of Acts if we've never read the Old Testament? When here in chapter 2, he's going to quote from the Old Testament, from the book of Joel. It is not only a great book, but the book of Acts holds a unique place in the New Testament for each one of us individually. I wrote this down. It forms a logical link between the Gospels, the four Gospels, and the epistles of Paul the Apostle. The Gospels and the epistles. He tells us that Christ is the head of the church. And notice he supplies life to his body, giving us dynamic and direction to his people concerning the gospel of Jesus Christ and concerning eternity salvation given to each one of us concerning being a Christian. Ephesians chapter 122, he says, and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things, the church. Whose church is it? Jesus Christ's church. It's not my church. It's not your church. The church is not this building. We are the church of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is why Paul writes in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 3, 16 and 17, he talks about the temple of God. Know you not that you're the temple of the living God? And if any man defiles the temple of God, God himself shall destroy him, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. This is the temple. 
And what we begin to not only do and teach, the church continues what he guides and empowers the Holy Spirit, who? Us. Empowers me, empowers you. And God's power is available to God's people. You know, it's interesting that you talk about being a Christian, and I ask people, have you been empowered by the Holy Spirit? Well, what's that? Well, read the book of Acts. It'll tell you exactly what it is. You were a non-believer, and somebody told you about Jesus. Cool. So now the Holy Spirit begins to convict you. So now he's with you. Pretty soon he'll come into your life. And then the upon experience, you wonder for sure. We're going to see that. Because when he's with you, he begins to convict you in such a way that anything you do convicts you. That's what happened to me. I had no conviction. I did whatever I wanted to do. But when I began and they began to pray for me, my wife, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, her, my grandma and grandpa, and they began to pray me for a long time. When I was in Vietnam, they said they were praying for me. I didn't even know that. Because when they began to pray for me, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit began to convict me. And because of that conviction, I got saved in April, notice 15, 1972. And the Holy Spirit, I have my gun. I had destroyed my house. I had my gun. I kicked the TV in. The TV came on. Pastor Chuck Smith preaching at one of the proms a long time ago. Catherine Kuhlman was one of these women that did miracles and wonders. And I began to hear Pastor Chuck. And as he was speaking, I wanted to shoot him, you know, out of the screen. But it seemed like, you know, he was a hunter. He, the bow was pulled back and the arrows would come and strike my heart. I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicted me. And I dropped to my knees. I put away my gun. And I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life as Chuck was preaching. My wife was in home. You know, I went to look for her. I went to the church. I knew what church she went to. And she was sitting there. She saw me come in. She got the kids. And she left. And she went home. And she was afraid that I was going to do something. So what happened? I go to that church. And these elders get a hold of me. Because, you know, my wife told them about me. And they say, we want to pray for you. So they lay hands on me. And they're praying for me. And the Holy Spirit, whammo, comes upon my life. The next day... The Holy Spirit, again, I look for a Christian bookstore. I didn't know they had Christian bookstores. And I found one in Covina. So I went in there. They didn't have every translation at that time because every translation wasn't written. They had the old King James. Oh, man, the decent the Daos. Imagine. I've never really read decent Daos. So I bought a Bible. They had this little miniature Bible. They had a medium size. Then they had this size. And I said, I want that size. Because I was going to witness to people. Dale, Joseph Elias, all these guys that I grew up with, and they saw the miracle in my life. And so I went ahead and got a piece of paper, and I wrote down every one of my friends' names, and the day I started praying for them. And as I started praying for them, one by one got saved. One by one. A lot of these guys are pastors today. They're in ministry, and we never thought that would happen. So if you're here tonight... And the Holy Spirit hasn't baptized you. I pray that he will baptize you before we finish the book of Acts. And you don't have to have people lay hands on you. As you sit there, the Holy Spirit can do that. That's why we are in the book of Acts, going through the Bible. 
because he's going to talk a lot about the love of Christ here. The power of God coming over my life and the Holy Spirit working in my life and through my life. In the book of Ephesians, Paul says this, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is disposition, but be you filled with the Holy Spirit. He says that you're a fool if you drink wine, if you drink any kind of alcohol. You see, and a lot of people, when they read the Bible, they say, well, the Bible talks about that. The Bible doesn't talk about being, what, drunk? It says, yes. If you're drunk, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Bottom line. As a Christian, you're not supposed to be drinking anymore. As a Christian, you're not supposed to be lying anymore. As a Christian, you're not supposed to be taking drugs anymore. As a Christian, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can give you the power. To do what? The power to witness. And the best witness is not to tell people about Jesus. Let your life speak for Jesus. Let your life speak for Jesus. He is the Lord of history. Working out his purposes in the world. Working out in my life his purposes in your life. And you know the church may lose some battles. But we win a lot of battles because why? Because of Jesus Christ. The warfare that we're in the Satan, his demons. Put on the whole armor of God. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to verse 18. Because when you put on the armor of God, what's interesting, when you read the book of Ephesians, go home and read chapter 6, verse 10 through 18. You'll notice that he speaks about the armor of God. You know, the helmet, the breastplate, you know, all the way down. But he never speaks of the back of the man. Never the back part. You know why? Because a Christian is never to turn his back on the devil. It's incredible how the scriptures speak. We put on the armor of God not to run away from the enemy, to go forward. He's given you the armor of God to become victorious. Through who? The Holy Spirit. And how we need the word of God even in our lives. But we pray and we ask him for his help. Lord, I'm going through this in my life. I need your Holy Spirit to guide me and lead me in my life. That's what the book of Acts is all about. The power of the Holy Spirit through prayer. Praying, praying, praying. This is the first church that was praying for the Holy Spirit. You see, His Word is still a lamp and a light to our feet. As the scripture says in Psalm 119 verse uh, 105. And that is to obey what he says. He says, again in Psalm 119, 105, he says, God guides his people when they are willing to follow. Are you willing to follow? This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We'd like to remind you that our goal is to enrich your understanding of who God is and help you discover his will for your life. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. You can also download our app for a wealth of Bible-based resources. Here's Roll now with more of today's study. Are you willing to follow Jesus Christ so that He can use your life, so that He can baptize you with His power? See, if we are faithful to read God's Word, 
and study, meditate on it, and obey his word, God will guide us when we have decisions to be made in my life. What decisions do you have to make in your life tonight? Do you know that it's the Lord? And it's important that when I have the Holy Spirit and I have to make a decision, that the Holy Spirit will give me the peace that passes all understanding to know, Lord, I know that you're with me. I don't like to do something in my life where I don't have the peace of God. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go through those doors that are closed. Unless God opens those doors. I want to make sure that I'm waiting upon the Lord. As I'm reading the Old Testament, reading the New Testament. And God will give me scriptures. I'll stop. I'll meditate. I'll take them down. And then I'll pray throughout that day or a week, whatever. And then the Lord says, okay, green light, go for it. Go for it. And that's what he did when I got saved. When the Holy Spirit, I didn't even know how to preach. I didn't even know the Bible. That the Holy Spirit was promised in John 14, 26. Jesus said that the helper or the paracletus or the one that will come alongside to assist you. The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, the name of Jesus. He will teach you all things, bring you to remembrance all things that I have said to you. How can he bring to my remembrance if I don't read about him? If I don't study him in his word. In John 16, 13, he says, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you of things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to each one of us. Each one of us individually. The Holy Spirit uses truth, not ignorance. Not ignorance. So, the more facts that we get from the scriptures and the word of God, the better we will be in knowing him with all of our hearts. All of our hearts. We should use not only our common sense as we stand here or you're sitting there. For as we use our common sense, then we walk by faith, not by feeling. Not by works. By faith. When you're trying to be a Christian by doing works, you're going to fail big time. But when I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and not only do I share my faith with other people, but he does something in my life. I remember that in the book of 1 Corinthians, in chapter 3, verse 11 through 15, he says that one day we'll send at the bema seat of Christ, Romans 14.10, and then 2 Corinthians 5.10. And when we stand in the bema seat of Christ, he says we're going to not only be judged as believers for what our works are worth, gold, silver, wood, hay, or stubble, he's going to take our works into the fire. And then whatever comes out of the fire, that will be your reward that is lasting. But... There are going to be people there when their works go into the fire, everything will burn up of no value. No value. Oh yeah, they'll be saved, but there's no value. In anything, in reigning with Christ. That's why it's so important to know Him. In Proverbs 3, 5, He says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. Plural, paths. So if we're sincere and move 
not only along with the Lord, but if we move in the wrong direction, the Lord will show us so we need not to fear. No, we need to fear the Lord Jesus Christ. The fear of the Lord. In Acts 16, 6-10, here we have, now when they had gone through Phygia, in the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. There was danger. So the Holy Spirit says, don't do that. He says, after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit. Notice the Holy Spirit all the way through. Go stop, go stop. He says, did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, In a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man in Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Through the Holy Spirit of vision, there's this old guy saying, Hey, Paul, come over here and preach us the word of God. And now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel. Barnabas and Paul the apostle. Imagine the things that God intends to do in my life and in your life. Philippians 3.15 says, Therefore let us, as many as are mature, having this mind, and in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even these things to you. The importance of revelation. The importance of revelation. What do you want to do today? What do you want to do tomorrow? What kind of a Christian do you want to be? One that sits on the sidelines or one that is being used? There's nothing more, I mean, hurting or not more in a way where you're sitting down, you know, you're a baseball player, football player, and you don't get to play because you're not first string. Man, I want to be first string for the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're our first string in the kingdom of God, God will use you like you never thought he would use your life. But you have to submit Submit. In Ephesians, when he's speaking chapter 5 to the husband and wife, he says to submit. The word hapatos in the Greek, it means to be under. In the military, you submit to who? To your elders, to your captain, to your lieutenants, to the generals, because of the rank. And the Holy Spirit says that we have to submit in order for God to use my life. And when I submit to the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit can work in my life and work through my life. And then people can see that, hey, this person is anointed by the Lord. And guess what? People will listen to you. Because they'll see the Holy Spirit in your life, the power of God working in my life and working through my life. It's like a glass of water. You sit there and you fill it. And all of a sudden the water gets to the top and it begins to overflow. That's the word filled with the Holy Spirit. You're overflowing and overflowing and overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Never, never empty, never satisfied, but I want more of the Holy Spirit in my life. More and more and more. What is keeping you from being filled with the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit directing, controlling, empowering our ministries, the strength of the church. That has caused not only the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts chapter 2, when they were baptized with the Holy Spirit in chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. Yeah, there were these guys from other nations, Jews that came for Passover. When they got baptized, they heard them speaking in tongues. 
And when they heard them, they heard them in their own dialect and their own dialect. And what were they doing? They were worshiping the Lord. I praise you. I glorify you. I love you. No message. Worshiping the Lord. And when you get to the end of chapter 2, as Peter stood up, in verse 14, I think it starts. When they heard him speak in tongues, Peter stood up and said, you guys, this is what's taking place. He says, in the book of Joel, chapter 2, it says that in the last days, God is going to speak, but God is going to baptize people. And what did the Lord do? He had the experience, but the experience was backed up by the word of God. If it's not in the word of God, it's not of God, you guys. Be careful. If it's not in the book of Acts, if it's not in the Bible, it's not the work of God. It's the work of man. God's Holy Spirit wants to work in my life. He wants to work through my life. The power, the influence that the Holy Spirit gives to each one of us individually. Now, the author in the date of the letter written, of course, we know is Luke. Given to Theophilus, right about Theophilus, the logical person that is there. And in the writing of the early church fathers, such as Irenaeus, Clement of Alexandria, Tertullian, Origen, Eusebius, Jerome affirm in Luke's authorship that this is Luke that wrote the scripture. And then you look at yourself as you read the scriptures. This is the word of God. In Colossians chapter 4, 14, he says, Look, the beloved physician and Demas greet you. Here's Luke again. He was a physician. He became Paul's physician. Paul was sick. And Paul traveled with Luke. And Luke took care of Paul, which was so awesome that he and Luke became not only great friends, but brothers in the Lord. And Luke had the opportunity to be with Paul. The purpose of the book of Acts. Notice, he says in Acts 4.31, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. The Holy Spirit gives you the boldness to preach, the boldness to witness to people, the boldness over what? Over sin. I'm not going to sin against God. I am the temple of God. I'm going to stand strong in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not going to let the devil come and destroy my relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stand fast in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Man, I'm praying for the church. Not this church only. I'm praying for the church around the globe. Man, I want to see a miracle. I want to see revival. I've experienced it. I know what revival is. And I want to see it in this church. I want to see it outside of this church. I want to see wherever you go, wherever we travel to, that God's Holy Spirit will use me and the revival will come in this church and each one of us will be different. That people in our neighborhood will know, man, that church, man, something happened. Yes, something happened. The Holy Spirit came upon us. And the Holy Spirit has given us the boldness to say Jesus loves you and he cares for you. Do you want to repent? Do you want to accept Christ? For many of us, God's call to boldly share our faith can be a bit nerve-wracking. That's why it's good to be reminded that we aren't acting on our own strength, but in the power of his Holy Spirit. 
You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review today's lesson, call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for Raul's introduction to the Book of Acts. We'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Now, for additional motivation to honor God with a Spirit-led life, we'd like to offer you an illuminating study designed to help you better understand the third member of the Trinity. Available on both CD and a USB thumb drive, this series clarifies the Holy Spirit's unique role and explores how He can work through ordinary, imperfect people to accomplish God's perfect eternal plans. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order this important study of the Holy Spirit. We'll send you a USB drive for a gift of $12 or a CD pack for $19. That's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, the mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Be sure to take advantage of all of our free resources as well. Rawl is available to personally respond to your Bible questions and prayer requests. Email them directly at pastorrawl at somebodylovesyou.com. You can also join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Straight Talk with Rawl will guide you in establishing habits and priorities in perfect alignment with God's Word. For podcasts of any of these programs, check out iTunes or Spotify. This is a listener-supported ministry. Every tax-deductible gift you give enables us to keep sharing the Bible's truth and wisdom. Thank you for partnering with us. Next time on Somebody Loves Your Radio, we'll go back to the pages of God's Word for faith-building glimpses of God's perfect will. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.